listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Good morning, Montgomery County here on IRLoneStar.com. Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. It is Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. It's 9.01, and let's kick off the show. Sean, how are you doing? Good morning. Yeah. I'm playing with our new microphones. Yeah, they're pretty neat. They are. Hold on. we got to see. Okay. Can you yeah, hear I me? can hear you. You can hear me, and I, I come back and I go fine. this way. Okay, so cool. We're in stereo. We go over here, mm-hmm. and then we go over We're good. Here. But, uh, yeah, welcome to Dick and Skippy in the morning. Just to give everyone a heads up, we are broadcasting live on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Uh, is it Dick and Skippy in the mornings? I kind of forget sometimes. Yeah, we're Dick and Skippy in the mornings. All right, yeah, cool. Dick and Skippy. No, it's just slash Dick and Skippy. That's oh, our oh, URL. Oh, the, the URL, yeah. yes. So we're broadcasting there, so you can chat with us there. We're going to be paying attention to that. And then, of course, at 10 o'clock this morning, we'll open up the phone lines. Uh, that phone number, if you need to write it down, is 936-228-9368. And it is the 26th of August. So welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It'd be 82 degrees outside and partly yeah. cloudy all day and night. And it uh, going to be more of the same throughout the whole week or so. Sunny, partly cloudy, highs in the 90s, lows in the 70s but a slight downward trend bit by bit. Wonderful. All right. How was your weekend, man? It was good. It was busy. It were a busy yeah, weekend. Yeah, no, you had your uh, tryouts. Or were they auditions this weekend? Uh, the auditions were actually the weekend well, before. Last weekend. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. But I had some rehearsals. Okay. So I had Macbeth rehearsals. It's coming along nicely. I had rehearsals for another show I'm in in Southwest Houston at a theater called Company on Stage. It's pretty good. It's a uh, it's showcasing a local playwright that's written like a dozen different short stories and plays. Okay, and I get to play the this janitor character that gets to tie them all together, and I get to get ripped drunk halfway through. Not for realsies, but you know my character does. And well, so- how many performances are you putting on? Well, for the Macbeth, it's only the one. It's September fourteenth. Oh, so the... you can't get drunk at least one of them. That's too bad. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Well, that one I can't. I'll be busy on that one. But that's for the Woodland Shakespeare Festival happening September fourteenth at Rob Fleming Park. Uh, attendance is free. Come see an awesome show. And then the uh, the collective works of Ben Plopper is the other one, and that is running in November. And then also I'm directing It's a Wonderful Life, which is running Got a lot going November. On. Yeah. Now, the It's a Wonderful Life, talk about season, it opens the day after Thanksgiving and closes the day before Christmas Eve. So you want a holiday show. That's that's the one for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anything else outside of uh, do you want to tell people about? Because I think it's time to say uh, thank you to today's sponsors well we love them so we must say thank you yeah. to them we want to say uh, special thanks to clean sweep office cleaning uh, all your office cleaning needs available at cleansweepofficecleaning.com and you can uh, they do offices elevators uh, escalators i mean they do 
a lot. They of clean it stuff. all, and you, you you know I would presume an escalator gets pretty can get pretty Gross. germy. Yeah. yeah. So they do that, and they do uh, they uh, do small offices, big offices. They do scheduled appointments, one time appointments, all that kind of stuff. They certainly do radio studios. So that's true. And then we also have Bean Punk Coffee in Conroe, downtown Conroe. Uh, we were talking to Leo, I believe it was on Friday, and yep. she was talking about the upcoming things in September. Uh, the two th- big things that they're going on at the coffee shop is they're going to do keto-oriented sweets. I know uh, Vernil's Bakery uh, is going to be producing those, and so it's going to be fresh, homemade, keto-centered sweets. And then the next thing was CBD coffee. Mm-hmm. So CBD coffee will be coming your way over at Conroe, or Bean Punk Coffee over there in downtown Conroe, Texas. So uh, outside of that, let's continue on with the show. So um, did you know the NFL world got shocked this weekend? Someone walked away. Yeah. Andrew Luck, uh, who was raised in Houston, went to Stanford, Stanford High School, mm-hmm. uh, retired. And, and early on, he's like, 20, he's 29, I think. Okay, I thought it was I younger think he's than 29. that. 29. No, he's been playing for seven seasons. Okay. And what's funny to me is, and that, uh, folks who pay attention to the NFL, is it common to retire right before the season starts? No, well, I feel like that's kind of a, a kind of a, a bad teammate move. Yeah, because you leave everybody scrambling. It's typically it's a, you announce your retirement at the end. You know, you win the 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 big game or you win a playoff where you finish in the cellar and that's where you say i'm done i you know i've had a good run thank you time for some fresh blood w- you know whatever your phrasing is but to wait until the season's starting when contracts are signed and rosters are lined up because now that throws everything it's kind of like casting a show to put together your, your, your playing team let's say i have the perfect cast and because i have people there's, always, there's voice differences and height differences. And you, you know, so many things go into casting a show. And then one, you know, one major role actor says, I, just before the, the rehearsals even start, it's like, you know what? I changed my mind. You got to rethink everything. Well, I think it's even sooner than rehearsals. That, or later. I think, be, I think it's like the no, last rehearsal of the, of the well, day he comes up and well, goes, that's, what that's saying, when he goes. Even at the beginning of rehearsals, it's tough because you got to rethink everything, but you still have a couple of months. This, you know, forget the guy who does it during tech week just before the show starts and yeah. says it, you're, you're hosed. I, so, well, I wanted to tell you that the reason I brought this up, okay. I, I don't know if you, if you saw the videos. Well, apparently during preseason, they do a lot of the announcements and things while everyone's arriving at the stadium. So, like, in some press room at the stadium, this is going on where he announces retirement. So people are getting their hot dogs, sitting down, getting ready for the game to start. Well, what's funny is he walks out, and apparently he wanted to thank every person who worked at the stadium, like, you know, the the concession people, everybody. So he's walking through, shaking hands, and all of a sudden you could kind of sense that there's a video of it. People are, like, checking their phones, getting text messages, like, Andrew Luck's retiring. And everyone's like, wait a second, that's not real. That's fake news. And then they're like, it was real, and he's right there, and everyone started booing him. Well, yeah. I mean, you're their star player. Yeah. And and I did see the, the Twitterverse and the Facebookverse kind of blow up about it. Uh, some people were taking exception, and for some reason, I think it was like Peyton Manning, one very famous quarterback, 
was just wailing, get off his back. He, you know, someone wants to walk away from the ticket. No, I did hear he walked away from a potential future paycheck of up to $500 million, half a billion dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things going in. I imagine the decision was a lot. I mean, I was was very interested just to understand his injuries and, like, what was happening. But I feel like there was room for, like, making up your mind way before. Unless, because, for example, Brett on Facebook uh, Live said, you know, he might have had a medical, preseason medicals and realized. But I think... If that was the truth, they would have come out together saying, hey, he has a potential of ruining, like... For him to announce his retirement on his own. Yeah, like, so I, would, I could feel that that was more of a franchise move. Mm-hmm. And we're not a sports talk radio, but I don't really know how, like, the, the rules... I mean, it sounds like he literally just cut dry. Like, he's like, I'm out, don't pay me anymore. He, can't, he won't, probably won't... He'll probably collect his last paycheck next Tuesday, and that's it. And again, all power to him, but I do think if it had been a warm fuzzies all around, off, they would have. How pissed off will people be when he joins like the Broncos or something? Like in if, two years. If he swaps to another team, again, he's well within his right to do so, but he'll lose a big fan base if he shows up on the XFL. <laughs> well, you know, ironically, his father is the uh, commissioner for XFL. Yeah. There you go. No, because he's from Houston, and I, I remember reading about him because how well he did at his high school, but it was even crazier, not crazier, but his father was the first Houston Dynamo commissioner. Very interesting. So his dad has a history of managing. He managed European football teams. And when I say football, I mean like American football, not soccer. And then he came over here and did uh, a bunch of stuff over here, but then he got hired as the XFL so that's the conspiracy theory is he convinced his son to join the XFL, which, I mean, I don't know why he would drop that kind of a paycheck because clearly the NFL is going to be able to pay him long term. Well, but two quick things about that. Number one, if he – I, too, would walk away. If I was in an industry that involved me getting pummeled physically and eventually emotionally just every day where my job was to take massive hits, I'd walk away from that too sooner or later while I still had my health in a spine – Physical, physically. But number two, one, one thing that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle, as I pointed out about 30 seconds ago, he's walking away from half a billion dollars now. Well, one thing, Sean, you have to understand, wow. too, he's been playing this sport No, for, this future earnings for the next 10 well, years. Well, I know, but like, you're talking about like you're doing something that breaks your body. I think he understands the entry fee of what he does. Oh, anyone going into football and... Because they've been doing it their entire life, yeah, so they it, know what a hit feels like. If you bang your heads together, or, you can get a concussion. And that's, I had to kind of laugh at that going, well, duh, you know, this does yeah. not take rocket science to figure out. However, if the NFL went out of the way to make sure injuries occurred, which just doesn't make sense. You, you know, it's not like rollerball where you want people to die on the field to get more audience. So you'd want your players safe. But... If we're talking future earnings over the next 10 years of 500 million, that's 50 million a year. And it talk about the 1%, you, you know, people being on it. Because, uh, you know, I think sports figures and actors. Now, of course, you're paid what the market can bear. Yeah. Anybody. But corporate heads seem to be the designated whipping boys and girls, but mainly boys. But the the loudest voices are those that make even more money in the sports world and the entertainment world. And that just kind of, when I, Heard what he was walking away from. I thought, how can you make that? Sure, you're in an industry where you're going to get beaten up, but dang, fifty million a year, 
And I keep on hearing, you don't need the CEOs don't need that much money. Corporations don't need that much money. You don't need that many well, books in a magazine. It's not worth it to him. So. <clears throat> it, well, it's very selective on who needs what. You don't need this kind of gun. You don't need this kind of money. But if you're in the entertainment industry or the sports industry, you, it's okay. It, it just kind of caught, caught me off a little bit. Uh, I don't want to go too too deep down that hole, but he's walking away from a lot. All power to him. If he shows up in the XFL, it's his right. And if he loses fans, it's the price you pay. But he's got enough money in the bank account right now. I think he'll be yeah, just fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, he's, I think he's fine. <laughs> he's not going to be crying. He's going to cry. I just all found it interesting that, you know, with the an industry like the NFL, I felt like there was there's, there's protocols to this kind of stuff. And I don't think they were prepared what to do, especially as a franchise, how much money goes into that. Because now you're going to lose you're going to lose so many fans just because of the mismanagement of them. You're going to lose the fans. You're, uh, the, he's going to lose fans. The team's going to lose fans. They're probably going to hire Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a strong move over there in Indianapolis. They'd love that. There you go. And so. if, if they do, again, all power to them. It's, yeah. it's interesting. But yeah, Well, he, what, he well one thing I love about football and football fans, is as long as your team's doing well, they don't really care. So, I mean, right. if, if Colin Kaepernick actually got hired to be a quarterback and does well, no one, I mean, after a couple games, like, oh, he's actually pretty good. All right, who cares? Let's watch football. Mm-hmm. So, but I yeah, thought that if, was pretty if, interesting in the, the world news kind of stuff. If Kaepernick did get rehired by an ex, uh, NFL team, uh, yeah, there'd be an outcry for a week or two. And, and if he does well, he does well. If yeah, he fails, and then it would be over with and they, they'd watch. And, you know, if, if you're a football fan, you're a football fan. What would be interesting is someone hires him as a, what do you call a performance contract. Do you mean you would get paid based on your performance like like everybody else in the universe? So it's like, because those do exist in the NFL. I I think think across the board. I think that's really silly to do that just because how injury prone people can be in the the NFL. But But think about beyond football or, or sports, how you can get paid the same amount of money for the catastrophic failure to do the one thing you're supposed to do, which is win a game. You, where there's a catastrophic failure to complete the one project you've been assigned, yet you still get paid your full salary and can actually demand a raise for the next year. And we're talking millions upon millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands minimum each year. And that just, that just staggers me. There's no other industry in the universe where, you know, if if I do half my job, I'm going to lose half my clients or I'm going to get half the money. Uh, everywhere is like that except in sports. If you have two teams going up against each other, by definition, one of them yes. succeeds and one of them fails. There's no, It's not coming in second, and you, they get paid either way. The same amount of money and a gross amount of money. Do I, think, do I personally think it's too much? Yeah, but... I don't have the. Well, right I also to say- don't think we don't understand the impact it actually has on the economy and also the public, because when you're looking at the money, like probably the biggest money maker, I don't think a lot of people are is just the betting. Well, there is like that. that's really how you get a sport to survive. If there's a large gambling pool, and I do get the whole you know sports infuses the local economy argument i don't fully subscribe to the extent i'm not of just it. talking local stuff i'm talking global stuff oh oh yeah there, there's you know billions of people watch these games eventually especially if you get far enough a, a lot of money's involved so yeah i mean that's why i think they get paid i think you, they're paid with the market well, what's there. funny is uh, i watched the tv show the rock tv show called ballers 
And I don't know if you've ever heard of the show. Isn't about uh, soccer. Well, football yeah, player. he's an ex-football player, and he's a an agent slash. Uh, for, I think in the very beginning of the TV show, he was he turned into a hedge fund or fund manager manager for football players because he wanted to help football players manage their money. And then now the, this this season, I think it might be the last season, he's faced with becoming an owner. Mm-hmm. And when his constant dialogue is like, you know, I was always for the football players, not to own the football players. I'm always for them. And then something happens where he goes, maybe I can change the... Di- I can the, change the, it from within. I can change the dynamic or whatever. But the reason I bring that up, it's like, you know, there's there's a lot of money in football. and There's a lot of... Football wasn't around for, what, 60 years, 60? Yes, and the first 58 of those 60-something years, they were a nonprofit organization. You realize NFL was a 501c3 nonprofit, tax-free until 2015? That that staggers me. Well, it makes sense though. I mean, that's when they started. Yeah, they, but need, even, they need a little help Major to League start baseball, the business. I think in the fifties, Major League Baseball stopped being a non. They said take us off the nonprofit list. So again, once the old, you know, I bet it has something to do. You're with not gambling. getting taxed enough. Well, that that could be it. I bet it did. I bet it had something. But uh, I think a lot well, of that had to do hey, with hey, we this. don't have to pay taxes. Sean, would you like to go see a Houston Roughneck game with me? The Houston Roughnecks. Yeah. I heard about them. Yeah, the, the XFL team. The you brand can, new you can XFL get, team. You can do your deposit right now for 50 bucks to get your season tickets uh, seat. Wait, the 50 bucks is the deposit? Yeah, to hold, hold a seat. And how much is the seat? I don't know. I'm trying to find out information <laughs> on it. Well, you know, you know, I'll pay 50 you, bucks you know for how much, ticket. Did you know how much the Houston Texans seats went for for the deposit? Like ten thousand. I was about to say twenty five thousand was like probably. Like ten thousand was like the average, I think. But yeah, here it's. I'm on the website. I'm trying to. I'm on Ticketmaster, but I don't see any. I guess they haven't uh, announced how much the game, the tickets, like the single tickets, will be. Okay, I'd pay fifty bucks for an XFL season ticket. Yeah, I think the Houston Dynamo are relatively inexpensive. It's like four hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. But that includes I you know, twenty plus games. Or I, I like iterate. That. I would pay fifty bucks for a season ticket to pretty much anything in the universe. Really? Yeah. So like even theater. Well, I mean your typical theater season tickets anywhere from one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars thereabouts. Yeah. Um, depending, you know, how many shows and how many well, musicals. I wish this, the the local folks here would do is you could buy a season ticket, but you can just go whenever you want to go. The problem with that is that if you have a 200-seat venue and you have... Yeah, it's full. 300, Tough luck. They have 300 people saying, listen, I paid my ticket. Yeah, but you can that'll, that'll carry over. No, if you're there that night, I brought my kids. I need to get in. So that, that's why you ha- you pick when you do a season no, ticket. No, I feel like if you you should have night. the option to reserve. Like you can pay a premium, pay extra twenty bucks, and basically you get you get credits. You get ten credits to the Owen Theater. But if you don't show up, that's then a, that's it rolls an empty over seat. to the next show. But it's an empty seat. Yeah, and they've tried to fill it up to them. Fill it up. People, this whole standing room only thing only works on Broadway. No one lines up outside a community theater in the hopes, like the Hamilton lottery in the hopes that they win the lottery. They'll go on the website to buy a ticket, and, and you know, you see the seats that are available. And if there are no seats available, you'll go on to the next show, meaning the next theater, mm-hmm. not, not another night. It's like, okay, we're, we're, m- most theater tickets are done pretty much on a spur. Well, we need, definitely need to create a market for people to sell their tickets. It's called StubHub. So we put some players, theater company, StubHub tickets. Up yeah, there. StubHub tickets. But you had, you really want to? I want to go to the XFL game. I really do. I want to dedicate a whole day to it. For 
a twenty buck ticket, I'd happily join you. And it's we're playing at TDECU Stadium, which is located at the Houston. It's the Cougars U of H Stadium, which oh, okay. is really nice, by the way. I didn't realize how nice it was until he went. And I was like, oh, it's really nice here. My dad went to U of H. Mm-hmm. So they invite him a couple times. I don't know who and what funds, like, public university stadiums, like the Cougar Stadium. Well, so I, I can't get into it because I don't want to start saying, ah, oh, my tax money going to it if it's not tax money. But I've never been to a uh, – I've been to some high school football games. I bet it was uh, – what's his name? T, T- – the, the guy who owns, like, Landry's and stuff, what's his name? Tillman Fertitta. Yeah, I think he's a big donor to U of H. Oh, I would not be surprised at all. So I'm trying to see what the gift. They they have a donation from CEOs and co-founders of awesome-based data foundry. They donated $10 million for the land, okay. and then they raised up to 85 to break ground, and then... $85 million? Mm-hmm. So that's $95 million right there? Yeah. Where we're, po- we're hitting $100 million. Wow. And yet, all I hear about is how people need free tuition. Yeah, I mean, you gotta wow. get, I mean, I think, uh, I think if you gotta get stuff done. So if if it's a hundred million for a stadium, I think the stadium total cost. I'm I'm looking at it. It uh, it at the end costed 128 million dollars to build, and the feasibility study, they estimated 120. So it's not too bad. They're eight million over. Not too bad. 128 million dollars now. If you sold tickets for what fifty bucks a pop for a college football game, how many of those math time kiddos? How many fifty dollar tickets would you have to? All right, looking sell at the stadium, the capacity is forty thousand, and then they have standing room only for certain events, so forty thousand. Okay, so one hundred twenty-eight million. Pull up the calendar. So times fifty. That's two million if they sell it out. If they sell it, they have to sell two million tickets. Well, that's that. They, they have to smell that they have to sell out forty thousand one time. They get two million dollars. Okay, so they need to do that sixty um, something times. I think they could do that just to pay for the stadium. Now let's forget about salaries, incentives, and yeah, I'm not the players. <coughs> they don't get I can paid. See them doing that. <coughs> Especially with the XFL, that's, that's, that's the extra money. the department is recycling the same costumes from 30 years previously because they there's no fun. I, I, I would be interested I to see have, really how these things, because like that's that was a controversy over at uh, Caney Creek because they put like a $10 million stadium I in. I remember, yeah. And I was like, man, that's a lot of money. But then they also used, I didn't realize the, I guess the community economics over there, they use that stadium for everything, like everything, like parades, well, like, I remember going to the University of St. Thomas, and they decided to get in the NCAA with a, a basketball team, the, and they called them the Fighting Celts, even though we're like, well, it's supposed to be Celts. And they built this $12 million little, not a stadium, a basketball court with, with some classrooms dinked around the edge. The team lasted literally one season, and they were terrible. And every, all the players, I, I was there when this went down, all the players got full-ride scholarships, even the, the water boy kind of stuff. We're, we're busting our humps. The team folded. All the players went off somewhere else, and we had this $12 million, which used to be a parking lot, that because now we couldn't get parking anymore because the stadium was there. The thing was there. So it was just a huge basketball court with, like, a dozen classrooms. 
And that was it. And so they said, okay, well, now we're going to hold our graduations in there. But the problem is it was too small to be for graduation thing. So literally the first year where they said you could bring literally one person to your graduation. And that caused riots. Because this is a private university. where You're already paying out the nose for this. And to be told for graduation, you can literally, you know, if you have two parents, they get to flip a coin over which one. People well, were black market selling We're, we're going to go. We're going to go. Okay. And not, it can't be that much money if the deposit's $50. It can't be that much money. Okay. So hopefully they have like dollar beer night. That'd be real fun. Well, you know, with an F- my FHA loan, I was able to only put down 5% on my house. So if that 20 bucks is just 5% of the f- final ticket, that's uh, uh, it's 100, That's what, $1,000 for your season ticket. Nope. <laughs> well, we're just going to go to one game. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're not buying season tickets, you weirdo. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. You want to buy season tickets. Oh, no, I would not. That, that drive would kill me. Because I told Holly I would really like to get season tickets to the Houston Dynamo. But then I realized everything that involves going there and getting out of there. And, like, that place is pretty crazy depending on, like, what's going on in Houston. Yeah, they really need to stop putting stadiums or stadia around downtown Houston. It just it needs to stop. No, no, that's the only way to get people. Well, I think that's their grab. That's what gets people going. And then also our surrounding areas start being developed because – they want to put nice restaurants right before you go to the game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fine. And so I'm just the thinking, owner says, I'm going to pull the team. Oh, they can do that with whatever they And want. again, for the local economy, I remember when we had the Oilers and then we had the Texans, but there was this now lull. Now we had the Roughnecks. But there was this lull in between where we did not have a major football team. And you know what? The Houston economy was just fine. Yeah. Because well, we, we, we have diverse options for folks. Right. So. Anywho, we're but talking yeah, I wanted, a lot about sports. Too. Well, well, yeah, I wanted to get your input on the Andrew Luck deal, how you feel about a teammate leaving all of a sudden. I feel and it could have been XFL. done better, but... XFL. Yeah, Luck could have handled it better, possibly, but I have no idea of the, the reasoning behind it. I think it's because World of Warcraft Classic comes out today. Is that what that is? That was the joke, ongoing joke. So I know World of War. I have some friends that play it. Is that online game yeah. where you beat up well, monsters? So, we, I don't, uh, so what's classic? So what's interesting, what happened was, is World of Warcraft's been out for like 15-something years. Right. And they always upgrade it or update it. Mm-hmm. And they change things and they constantly change things. I think total there's like 15, or not 15, like five expansions and blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently some geeks got together and said, hey, we really like playing the original game. Mm-hmm. Because it was just a lot more fun, a lot more community, you know, whatever reason. So they started to uh, make their own private servers outside of the company who made it. Got it. And they started uh, getting shut down. They got cease and desist letters and all this kind of stuff. And the community, being all nerds, got really angry about it. It's like, hey, why are you shutting them down? Like, they're not... Why you got to hate? Yeah, like, the, you're not using the old, you know, you're not using the old system. Like, look at us. We want to do it. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. So they decided to uh, come out with its own version called Classic. Okay. So it basically, it's bring all those millions and millions of subscribers back to go back in the world, to go back in time. Did you ever play? Oh, yeah. That's was why it, I, oh, was yeah. it worth playing? Oh, yeah. I remember many, many moons ago. I played beta. I played the original. I was like, I was... Uh, a junior, senior in high school, and I was like, I'm ready for this. So I remember getting, getting the beta code, and I was, I had the time to play, which is kind of remarkable. And uh, looking back, like how much time I actually spent playing that game. But uh, I played, I still play that game. Okay. 
I had a group of friends back in the day. We'd play some online stuff, um, like Unreal Tournament, where you'd yeah. shoot, or EverQuest, I think. Yeah. And I tried it, but my modem was like the dial-up 2400 baud thing. And I'd be up against friends who happened to have, like, DSL, which is the huge thing, like 20 times the speed. And so every time I'd play World of Warcraft, I'd get nailed. I'd have to, you know, I'd be respawning, and some SOB would be there with a gun at the spawn point just yeah. ready to take me out again. Uh, before well, now came. everything's kind of even. Well, yeah, it's evened out now, but same thing with EverQuest. I, I signed up for one month. I think it was like nine ninety nine a month, and all I did was robot walk because it was because the connection was so bad. And I think I killed some worms of some kind, and that, that was pretty much it. So I gave up on the whole online thing, but I'm sure it's a different world now. Well, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's funny that video gamers are now... Well, that's happened for a while, for like the past 10 years, I'd say. They do the retro gaming. Like, that's a big moneymaker. Where you'll buy the same version of the game nine times. And, I mean, that's on Nintendo. I would love to see Nintendo's income because what they do is every time they release a new system, you have if you want to buy Super Mario Brothers originally, you have to buy it again. Mm -hmm. Five bucks or ten bucks or whatever it is. And I'm like, dude, those poor souls don't know that you can just buy a computer and and keep it forever. Well, yeah, right? And that's why my son did go from gaming consoles to computer-based. However, I held on to most of his old gaming consoles, and they still work. So I had his original PS, PlayStation, uh, Sega Genesis, Game Gear. And so for Christmas, he got them all from me. Oh, nice. Well, luckily for you, just so you know, the patents on the controllers and everything have been expired. So if you need to buy an old Nintendo 64, NES, or Super NES controller... There's, uh, there's companies now that make them, like, for USB mm-hmm. or for the original system. And, for example, Holly, when I uh, got engaged with Holly, she goes, I have a Super Nintendo, and, but she didn't have any controllers, so I guess we have to throw it away. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. So for those who have old consoles, you can buy power adapters. You can buy, like, you can basically buy everything but the console again. Uh, I think they even started making uh, remaking the consoles. Well, the but consoles, you, as well as also they have... Like a, a fake Genesis, which is preloaded with like yeah. 30 games you can that you just, can buy for 40 bucks and kind of get the same feel. But just to have, because I go to like GameStop and Games Plus yeah. and I see these old Sega Genesis games that I had that now they're selling for like 200 bucks. Have you seen those Chinese made systems where you can put like every cartridge mm-hmm. known to man, every game cartridge into it? It's like it's just a long snake, like Atari, NES, Super NES, Genesis. 32A, like all this yeah. stuff. I'm like, can you imagine pulling that out? And people are like, what the hell is that guy? It's <laughs> like, oh, it's this thing. But uh, Pardon me while I whip out my console. My console snake. But uh, no, I think it, it, to be to be a person who plays video games, you know, it's funny. This is part of the Baller's uh, plot, too, is one of the football players that he manages wants to quit football and play professional video games. Okay. And I kind of laughed because I was like, I don't know that world. I really don't know the professional video game world, but I do know that kid who's like 16, won three, two million dollars yeah, like that yeah. in Fortnite. And I mean, I can see that happen just because they want to keep pushing it, but I don't, I don't feel the need. I need to sit down and watch people play video games. I hate that. It's like watching sports kind of like when you play, like I'd rather go play it than watch it. Yeah. To me, it's like watching on YouTube. There's this subgenre that I'm still trying to wrap myself around. It's, they're called reaction videos, and I'm yeah. sure you know what they are, but it's it's a video of someone 
watching a video of something else and you're watching their reaction, not what they're watching. So if it's a Doctor Who reveal or a scary moment in a movie, all it is is just you're seeing somebody's reaction. This is I can see that working now. That's kind of like DVD commentaries. Like people enjoy DVD commentaries from the director. So if you if you say you're Donald Trump and you want to spend a whole year just reacting to things, I bet people would watch that. But just to have a people get paid for this. Yeah. A lot of money to I'm just gonna put a cam I'm gonna watch something and I'm gonna put a camera on me and people are gonna just watch my they're not even gonna see what I'm seeing. They're just gonna watch my reactions going, Oh yeah. And I'm gonna get, you know, ten million hits and make ten thousand dollars. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if people are watching it. Again, I, I think what you should be worried about, Sean, is the younger group of people growing up, and this is who they're paying attention to to help them develop as a person. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd be worried about because of all the information they're absorbing. There's like think about who their role model is today, and it's PewDiePie. Which I don't know. If that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know too much about. Well, PewDiePie. take it back five years, Kardashians. Yeah. The whole well, generation think, of girls. Well, what's even crazier about that, though, with today's world is, like, you're involved with these people. Like, these people go on and vlog every day. Uh-huh. And that's what they do. That's what they spend. their like, when they communicate with their listeners or, like, kind of like what we do, but they're more of, like, they're, it's like their family. And then they start, you know, swatting their house, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe that exists. You know it's swatting. Yes. Is. And then they also have, like, you know, the prank stuff where you order pizzas to their house. Or, like, one guy got his house shot at. Yeah. So, I mean, that stuff happens. But, it's, the, uh, it's the downside to social media. But, yeah, that's the conspiracy theory. Andrew Luck's playing World Warcraft Classic. I know I'm pumped for it. Well, I told, I told Holly, I was like, that's it, what I'm doing tonight. Like, buy I, it and look for his username. We literally went to the grocery store to get me food that I know I don't have to spend too much time doing. And I'm like, we're good. So You, you know, that's how the sandwich was invented. Oh, yeah. No, the, everything's the are, we're already pre-making everything. I'm like, I'm good for at least three hours. The like, Earl of Sandwich was a, uh, a gambler, and he didn't yeah. want to leave the, the the card table. And so he had a servant bring him meat between two slices of bread so he could just eat at the table. And the, I like that. Thus was born But he probably sandwich. still got yelled at by his wife. Well, this is where he won a game, and he just throw a whole bunch of chips away. Hey, honey, go buy yourself a little something with these. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, that was my Earl of Sandwich impersonation. Thank you very much. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm very, I'm very excited about it because oh. I'm not kidding you. That was like my, that was one of those memories that all my friends got together. Especially when college came around, we all, I went to the college with all of my same friends, so everyone's on the network and everybody, like we all played WoW. Like our whole, I was on the computer science uh, programming floor mm-hmm. in our in the dorm room, so everyone on our floor played WoW. It was great. So, cool. That was a nice community thing. I was very lucky. It was actually, I don't know why they did this. So this is what they did. They put computer science programming on one one floor. You know who they put on the third floor? The dance team. All freshman football players. <laughs> like I could, I was, I was laughing so hard when they were telling because you, you can actually see where people's majors were, and they put you in the dorms to be with people in your major. But football was unique, I guess. So they put all the football players together. So that was a uh, every time we had a dorm meeting, they're like, "Yeah, someone put a hole in the wall." And I remember sitting there, and there's we're all in this big room. And I was like, aren't the walls concrete? <laughs> like, how did you put a hole in the it's wall? It's not drywall. And, uh, like, it's one of those cinder block kind of dorm rooms, you know? And I was like, how did they put a hole in the wall? Like, well, they did. So well, You know what they say, where there's a will, I want to be in it. So the, the you can imagine the 
stuff we got into with the football players. Oh, I can. Well, we had our basketball player run into that one season of the Celtics, the fighting Celts. But it's got a funny room with those guys because no one ever slept. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break and come yeah. back. Sure. Okay, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings on 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com, and live streaming on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanfunk Coffee. Beanfunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 
4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit casaspeaksforkids.com. That's casaspeaksforkids.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? All right, welcome back to... Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting live on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Having a good time. Feel free to uh, chat with us on Facebook. So I'm uh, paying attention to that now. And then, uh, yeah, it's just us. So around 10 o'clock, we'll start taking phone calls or in the show, depending on how we feel. It's 936-228-9368. And uh, so what's been going on locally? I know a lot of the political campaigns are picking up for 
the Woodlands Township and uh, other slots are going to be available. I think there's going to be a commissioner slot available. Hats are being thrown into the ring. There are so, two commissioner slots. Commissioner's Court of the four commissioners and the one judge in the Montgomery County Commissioner's Court. It rotates, so not everyone is on the same time. So this time around, it is precincts two and four, two and three, I believe. I think it was one and four okay. last time and two and three this time. And so uh, for my precinct in the Woodlands, James Nowak over the weekend threw his hat in the ring, sent me a text, uh, let me know. So you're you're one of those people? Yeah. They like to let know? J- Jimmy, let me know. Hey, James, if you're listening, I know he's not, but, you know, hope springs eternal. I've had many dealings with him. He, uh, I was reading the article about the Pride Parade. Have you heard? Have you heard the little tiny controversy that happened with them? Oh, the Woodlands Pride Parade. Yeah, yeah. it's coming in September, and it's been apparently they asked to waive the fees or the park fees because mm-hmm. apparently you can do that as a nonprofit. You can say, "Hey, can you waive these fees?" And it's like eight grand or around there, and they denied it. And uh, or the the township, or I guess the township board did, not the commissioner's board. Right. And uh, it was just kind of one of those things. People, of course, made it kind of a political. Trying to, but then the, what I love, I, it had to be, I forgot, I think it was Gordy Bunch that mm-hmm. basically pulled out a list of everyone they denied. Right. And it was just like, it, we didn't just deny you, we denied well, the, 80 other people. That's the whole point. In fact, uh, there's another topic that I wanted to segue into, but on that, I've done many a thing where I've had to pay park fees and stuff. And Oh, you're on the list? Conroe and the Woodlands. You're stuff. On, are you on that list? Yeah, I get denied. I was like, everyone asks, please don't, you know, not do the park fees. Now, the... Like for instance, for the the Woodlands Arts in the Park, the only reason I'm not paying fees is that it's the it's a it's a Woodlands a Township well, deal. Well, yeah, they said that uh, there's a few events that they're outside of a sponsored event. Like for example, the Inspire Film Festival, mm-hmm. they they were saying that they waive those fees because it's a weekend long deal. Mm-hmm. So it just costs too much for them to put on if they didn't waive some of the fees. Right, and they kind of take over Market Street and other places, so it's kind of like. A win-win, I guess. I'm not sure, but this Pride thing is a one-day deal, and that was kind of the the last thing they said was, since it's a one-day deal, they don't do that. Right, because the reason why you want a two-day festival, you can get hot tax uh, Uh relief on that, the Uh hotel occupancy, where if it's a two-day festival, people got to stay overnight, and then you build in the hotels. And and, uh, for a while there, I was working on the Huntsville Christmas Festival, and... It was a single-day festival, and I said, you really need to turn it to a two-day festival for that very purpose. So we'll see We'll see if they do. But hand-in-hand hand with that, so you, you had the, the, the group complaining about, oh, we were targeted, we were singled out. and so I don't know if they were doing that, were they? Well, if they, if they and on some level, here, here's the thing. Anyone does, you, you know, to, to, as you said earlier, someone making it political – I heard the story, I'll need to look it up to get details, but I got it from multiple sources, that this these parents found a boy hiding out in the closet of their 15-year-old daughter. That What are we going with this? They beat the holy snot out of him. But he's suing them because he's African-American, they're not, and he says it was a hate crime. Okay. And apparently, we say they. You mean like the mom and dad, like tag teams, and like yeah, Yeah, let's get this kid. I'm I'm sure the dad wailed the most, but I think the boys lucky. Where where did did this come from? Is this here? 
It's, it's not like local Houston, but it's oh, in the news. I was wondering how this got interjected into the Pride Parade Be- conversation. Because, you know, a, a single group thing, hey, we're being targeted because well, we're that's Pride. A, there's an easy way out. And you say, well, no, a lot of people did. Same thing with this. This boy saying, oh, they beat me up because I'm black, so it's hate crime. No, I beat the crap out of you because you're hiding in my 15-year-old daughter's How old was the club. man? Uh, let, me get, let me get the ages down. I mean, it'd be I kind, of, you to vamp it'd be kind of strange if you're beating up a 15-year-old. But if it was like a 20-something-year-old, you know, an older gentleman, that's when uh, that's when it, I'm like, all right, I can kind of see be afraid of what's going on here. But no, the, the pride thing is pretty interesting, though, just because you learn how the inner work is. That's one thing I love about uh, sensitive or political topics, because people kind of learn how do you go about getting your because uh, if you rent the park, you have to pay for security, you have to pay for liability insurance, I think, or something like that. And then you do a bunch of stuff and they, it, it tallied about eight grand. So if that's if it's eight grand a day, that's pretty expensive for put on an event just to just to put it on. That doesn't even cost like the people to work there or anything like that besides the security. Right. Well, I've done, you know, paid and unpaid festivals because like we did the Montgomery County Shakespeare Festival there and, and that's where we had to pay everything. Yeah. And, and even though the, these are the same people that six months later I'm putting on their Shakespeare Festival, they know me, they love me, I won them awards. You don't they, get, you don't, I didn't get well, a single clearly you break. don't, you don't shave and cut your hair enough. Because that's how they respond to people. There you go. Well, I did. I did shave and cut my hair. Okay, so I called up the the deal. So this is in San Bruno, California. The mother and stepfather of the 15 year old girl are in jail after allegedly assaulting and kidnapping the teenage boy they found in their daughter's bed. Whoa, kidnapping, huh? Well, because they holding you against your will. If they don't let them leave the closet, technically that's kidnapping. Oh, okay. Uh, police are police are saying it was a hate crime. According to police, the 15-year-old daughter's uh, biological dad and her mom, so... Uh, I'm really glad they pointed that one out So it's for not me. mother and stepfather, it's father and stepmother. So already this news outlet's got that wrong. Um, a physically abused 17-year-old African-American boy... Um, How old was he? 17. So 17, 15. For thought, 30 yeah, minutes and threatening to kill him with a deadly weapon. So these, are, these parents are in jail. Facing multiple felony charges related to committing a hate crime, kidnapping, and assault with a deadly weapon, and criminal threats. Um, the 15-year-old's oldest sister says her parents thought the boy was an intruder and acted in self-defense. So, yeah, you have someone hiding uh, a 17-year-old, and everyone remember, you want to lower the voting age to 16 now. If you've been you know, that, What's so. wonderful about that is you know the, the common story you tell your kids, like, just tell us what's going on in your life, and it's, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe don't sneak people into your house. Because that, I mean, I guess that would startle me, but I don't know if my first reaction would be beat the crap out of somebody. I would. I would. I, the, the young so you're, man. You're saying when you're startled. You get shot. You mean when you're startled, your first reaction is to hit somebody? If I open up my closet door or if I'm in my house. Yeah, but it's not like, open up, it's not like the parents house. went in there and go, that, someone's in this closet. It's like, no, why I, are you acting so funny? I'm What's going on? I'm hearing noises coming yeah. from the closet. And then I'm going to have her, a baseball She's bat. probably like. Oh, someone's in there. It's this guy I met. And then you don't just start beating them. I don't. Well, no, if you know someone's in there, you're not going to start. Because, like, your daughter clearly knows. Unless, like, the daughter left to go to, like, Whataburger or something. You're implying that the daughter is, was there to say. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, if the daughter was gone and he was just hanging out at the house, and you're like, whoa, someone's in her house. Okay. See, I can believe that. Anyone, if you come in my house uninvited and unannounced, there will be extreme prejudice. So, but that happens all the time. in your general when, direction. Like, your neighbor, like, say your neighbors are good friends with your kids and they're buddies. And then, like, you're at work and then they're at home and you get home and you see your son. And you had no idea your neighbor's son's upstairs. You're not going to be like, someone's in the house. You know, I'm going to go beat the crap out of them. No, the first question you ask is, is anyone here? Yeah, and the daughter probably said, yeah. And then they got pissed off. That or some... the guy said, no, no one's here. And so you open up the door, you find someone in, the, in that closet, you you, you respond. I think there's more to the story than we know. We'll find out. But I just stag- here's the thing. I would be in jail right along with that father, uh, unfortunately. That's a overreaction to me. No, it's, seriously. I mean, I, like I said, I, I could understand. Because if, here's the thing. I could understand if no one was in the house and the daughter went to, like, go the get a hamburger. The father detained a possible rapist. He's 17. She's yeah, 15. That's statutory rape. If, assuming that, that was Yes. Assuming that was. Is that in the state of Texas? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know the rules here, Yeah. Guys. Yeah, 16 is the, ma- the magic That's number. That's why, because Hollis is like, I can't believe you did get in trouble. I was like, yeah, because I stayed out of trouble. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to push the rules. Yeah. I'm no, not doing that. When you have a sexual relationship and somebody's over the age of consent and somebody's under the age that of consent. That was the first thing I asked Holly when I met her. Yeah, how old are you? I go, how old are you? <laughs> he, he just have, he carry, have her carry a car that says, happy 18th birthday. Well, no, my smooth, my smooth uh, operator move was, hey, how tall are you? Can I see your license? Because I wanted to see like what her, what was on her license, and that way I was like, okay, good, she's she's old, All right. she's old enough. Smooth move, I like so. that. But yeah, uh, hey, do I have any anybody else in my corner out there in, in listener land? If if you caught someone, yeah, but you're talking that's too much. That's too simple of a of a situation. I'm not. Of course, it's got to be every. There's got to be, be more to the story. Because the, you're 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 saying the daughter didn't say one thing. Uh, I'm saying I don't know. Didn't claim one thing. And to me, if the daughter wasn't there, I totally understand why somebody would freak out and, like, try to harm somebody because you're like, what's this person doing in my house? But if she's over there in bed, you know, doing the standard, like, oh, get out of my room, Dad, you know, and the boy's in the, in the closet. Okay, allow me to read Please. a little farther here. Thank you. A little further There's on. There's always more. According to police, the crime, so much for the alleged crime, this is bad bad reporting, bad ABC 13. Uh, so I'm going to add some words. The alleged crime took place on Thursday around 2.30 a.m. Is this alternative facts? No, this is from ABC it's 13. At 12.38 p.m., the victim arrived. The victim arrived. So, again, they were signing there was a crime, and the, the poor boy was the victim. As the alleged victim arrived at the police department and reported the crime. The 15-year-old's... Oldest sister says her parents thought the boy was an intruder and acted in self-defense. Quote, they were so scared because they found someone in the closet. They jumped because everyone was sleeping, and this guy started kicking my stepfather and trying to kill him, said so-and-so. Oh, yeah, the older daughter. So they're, they're- Catherine Gomez, uh, I think she's of age, uh, was in the house during the incident and said she came out of the room when she heard the co- commotion. Quote, he, meaning, quote, the victim, according to ABC 13, punched her... And then my stepdad, of course. Oh, so Catherine Gomez is the is the, mo- the the mother. He punched her, and then my stepdad. Of course, he is not going to let anyone hit his wife. They tried to stop him, and he was acting very violent. So they grabbed a rope to try to tie him down and ask him why he was at the house. Now here's where it is. Please say the three suspects suspect used racial slurs against the victim while he was tied up. 
The victim, quote, the victim reported that throughout his attack, now remember this is California, so we've already assigned who the victim is, who the criminals are. Okay. The victim reported uh-huh. that throughout his attack, the su- suspected... Do you have any rope at your house? Yes. Like, I don't know if I could find something... I have like he believed his race was a motivating factor and motivating factor in the fact when we asked about the racial accusations, Gomez responded, "That's not true at all." And I agree. I don't care what color you are. If you're hiding in my daughter's bedroom and you you're acting violent, you're, you're gonna bleed red. That's all there is to it. I don't know. Is that when the kidnapping charges come out when you're pulling out rope? Yeah, when when you detain someone against their will, that's and now here's the thing. That's that's federal. Kidnapping is federal. Well, that's what kind of scares me with your logic here because. You would just try to hurt the guy, but then you're like, all right, we've hurt him enough to where he is holding still. Let's continue. Well, I'm probably not going to win too many friends with this. I'm not a total proponent of the concept of the hate crime. I understand why it's there, but to me, it can be way too, it's way too arbitrary, way too Well, I guess what, if you're thinking of it as a law, like a, I always think of the courtroom scenario, there's no way you can take away the fact that he was in a house unannounced. That's what I'm saying. Grace so, like, had you can't prove that it was racially to, motivated. You might have, maybe you could have, like, after the kidnapping no, he, started. Well, he's basing it on that while they called him racial slur names while he was there. Um, now, I don't know if that was the N-word, if they were saying, hey, boy, I have no idea. Son. Yeah, you know, something like that. But to make himself the, the victim on that, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think there's more to the story. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. Oh, but I was talking about the, the hate crime thing because if my son, who's white, or if I'm walking down the street and I get mugged by... To Latinos, African Americans, Asians—I don't care. Anyone who's not white, and I get killed—is that a hate crime? Because race was involved. I've been profiled as, as I'm, I'm a white male. I must have money, and so it, it, to lessen a non-hate-related death, saying, "Well, we can't go after these charges for your son, Mr. Thompson, because it wasn't a hate crime." I, I just—it's too arbitrary. Then you got to determine. What makes it hate? Now, if I, you can have an overt thing. If you have two white guys beating to death a black man, calling calling him names, and just for the simple joy of killing him, then yeah, that is a hate crime, and I get that. But that's also murder in the first degree, so you don't need to add anything to it. Or you know, you can say uh, man uh, manslaughter, murder, uh, felonious murder, which bumps it up to a capital offense. There were already instruments in place i'd love to have a debate with people who are for um hate crime and 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 discuss it and uh, there's a there's a great play called the laramie project if you remember many years ago the the gay kid matthew shepherd who was beaten up and killed in this small town called laramie okay and well he did a play about it where this playwright went and uh, interviewed all these townspeople who who were there and then put their answers on stage and so where you have like five actors playing, here's the sheriff, here's uh, the high school buddy, here's another closeted gay person, here's this and that. And it's very effective. But near the end, because that's what actually started the whole hate crime thing, to, to, to put it in You mean effect. like the documentation? Yeah, like to put the actual it in effect, law? Yeah, because of the Laramie, uh, the killing of Matthew Shepard. <clears throat> and there's this one bit where one of the 
characters is talking. Again, this is a word-for-word transcript from these interviews saying the same thing about, yeah, they, they got this hate crime thing now, but I just don't, I don't fully get it because my son got killed by someone. He's straight, but that doesn't mean his death's any less affected than mine. It's instead of lowering the, the or I'm trying to figure out how to, how to phrase this. If, if there's a disparity, you need to work it the other way. It's going to sound really funny. Same thing with crack versus powder cocaine, where they say there's a disparity in sentencing, so they want to lower the sentencing. Yeah, for one's crack lower, cocaine. one's higher. Yeah. No, don't don't lower the sentencing for for crack cocaine. Up the sentencing for powder cocaine. Yeah, I you want to go to the higher level, not the lower level. So if there's a hate crime and a non-hate crime, don't bring the not hate crime level down. Bring it up to the hate crime level and get them all. The same. That's just my little soapbox, and I'll see if anyone wants to respond to that. We can, uh, either by comment or on yeah, the air because it's it's ten o'clock. You want to open up some fo- take a break and open up some phone yeah, lines. That'd be great. You're listening to Dick and Skippy here on Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, like Sean said, we are going to be starting to take phone calls after the break. So when we come back, you can start calling in. When we come back at nine three six two two eight nine three six eight, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, and we will be right back after these sponsored messages. is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanfunk Coffee. Beanfunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanfunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. 
Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here right. on IRLoneStar.com, 104.5 and 106.1 on your Conroe FM dial, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And streaming live on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. It be 10.05 on the dot on a Monday morning. Uh, Going to get in the 90s. Almost there. We're creeping up there. And that's where we are and who we are and what we are. We got the phone lines open at Zen Bat Wentz. That's 936-228-4368. Yeah, you're really bad at that. Yeah. Uh, the call in line, 936-228-9368. I was close enough. That's right. It's Zenbat Went. You can't forget Zenbat Went. Spell it out. Zenbat Went. Yeah. So um, off the year, Dick and I were discussing a post that happened on Facebook yeah. about a local. We, we have a, about two or three different escape rooms in the Woodlands area. Mm-hmm. And I've been to one of them, and it's, it's really fun. In fact, we went there. We went back to that one. This is a different escape route. Okay, we're yeah, about to talk they different to. rooms. Okay. Yeah, we went to that yeah, we escape place, and uh, that was you, me, and Jake. Yeah, went to that escape place, and well, it was a lot of fun. Where I bonked my head. You bonked your head, and that was the uh, the art heist one. And yeah, did, I can't remember. Did we win? Oh yeah, we, did we won. got out in time. We're so good. At okay, because I this is the second time for me, but I'd forgotten like most of the clues. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, and then we have one on the other side of the freeway, and then we have a third one that's attached to Woodlands Mall, an escape room. What do you mean attached? You mean it's like in like a yeah, slot? Yeah, uh, outside the mall, there's like a, on the backside, there's kind of like a courtyard area that's got a Barnes & Noble and a, a, a Williams-Sonoma. But it's all indoors. And no, it's this is outdoors. Oh, okay. Like an outdoor courtyard around a fountain. I've and, never seen that. And they got some office suites up there, too. In fact, I used to have a client. Who, okay, so is it is it owned by the mall? No, no, you, okay. you rent the space. And so this is a uh, an escape room that apparently takes place in the Old West. Now, apparently there was a birthday party that involved youngsters that was signed up for it. And a local, I'll say a public figure, yeah, uh, vociferously disagreed with the resolution of this particular escape room game because apparently the 
the the the people who who buy to go into the game, you know, the clients, they're bank robbers in the old west, and at the end, the 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 deputy is shot. And so, because I, you and I separately read this posting by this public figure saying they were pretty appalled that there was a game which celebrated a law enforcement officer getting shot mm-hmm. at, at the successful completion of the game. And we were kind of discussing about is that an overreaction or an underreaction? Now, you read into it more that you found out it was a Old West. Yeah, I think I, I mean, that's just. Because I, I like reading more about when people make statements, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in see what it's really about. And then uh, I think I I went to their Facebook, went to their website, and they only have they have a handful of rooms, and I the only room I could determine that what you shoot a sheriff is the western one, because the other one's like an underwater world one or something like that. And I was like, I doubt there's a sheriff in that one. And then, uh, but I mean, well, yeah, they, they got like a Titanic one that I really, really, really want to go see. So is was it an overreaction? And I don't think well, there's, don't a, I mean, there's like, easy answers well, on either side. It's one of those things that if you're if you're directly involved with that world, you're very protective of that world. So, for example, like p- folks with disabilities or they have a dis- disabled kid, they're gonna their heightened awareness of injustice in their mind is going to be huge in that field. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody like say I can't walk, my mom can't walk, and I see someone parking the handicap, I'm gonna be like that guy. You know, my mom could be trying to park there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they do. They it's put it in their mind. Trigger, uh-huh. Yeah, and I think uh, overall, I don't think it's something that it's something that uh, we don't really understand the room. We don't understand the context of it. And with the, with this particular one, I'm interested to try it out just to see. I was going to say what we it should is. So I'm kinda, let's do, do this it. Game. Let's go do it. Although I really want to do the Titanic one. We can do both. True. But we'll do the Western one as a warm up. There we go. But uh, no, I, as a parent, I see both, especially if this was a, you know, young kids that say they're 8 to 12 years old, it's impressionable. And I know that my daughter, if she was in that, it would freak her out. My daughter's very sensitive over stuff like that. Uh, some things just trip her well, out. What made me think, there's this game I play with my friends. It's called Payday. And it's a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. And it's literally A to Z bank robbing or doing something. And you have to plan it out. You have to choose the right equipment. And buy a whole bunch of Mini Coopers. Well, yeah, like you can, like, I, I, I would not doubt there being a Italian job theme deal. But the whole idea of it is you are a bank robber. Mm-hmm. So you go in quietly or you go in loud. Like, you have the option to do these things. And there's and law enforcement, there's army. There, I mean, like, depending mm-hmm. on the scenario pick. And I'm like, man, I could totally see people taking this, thorough, like, to the extreme. But back when I was... Very young, that game was called Cowboys and Indians. And we'd have the Cowboys and we'd have the Indians. And, you know, there were the good guys and the bad guys, the white hats and the black hats. So there's always throughout history gaming where it's us versus them, good guys versus bad guys. Even in sports, it's going to back against that. The other, it's not just another team. They're the enemy of your team. Yeah, You know, it's battlefield. Uh, So to have a... Game, whether it's video well, game or practical what I, what game, I would be interested you're a in, bad guy. That's not the issue well, so much. Let's, let's look at this the, the, the this unique scenario. Say you're in the game, you're in the in the escape room, mm-hmm. and the option to escape is the like because what it sounded like was the choice you made directly made you kill the police officer. Like it wasn't like oh you escaped. No, you say police officer. This is old west. This is a deputy. Yeah, but whatever. Well, it, it, law enforcement. When I read it, I thought Wider. it was like a, a modern gang member kind of thing. No, and yeah. I thought I thought that was beyond the pale. I think I think the word was sheriff. No, okay. sheriff was used. Well, anyway, 
I would see, I would, I would love to see the person's first reaction. like, no, I'm not going to kill an officer. I lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was, if that was the choice. Which you should, I played many on like a computer game and stuff where you, yeah, you have that op- you have that choice you have that option. Do you want to go? You know, I'm even playing a little bitty Star Trek game on my phone that basically you just want to mine stuff off of asteroids. But you can say, do you want to help the Klingons or the Romulans here? Yeah. Make a choice and wh- whatever choice you make. And half the time, I'm like I don't care. Well, I, and I think it's something that you can choose to be responsive to it, and like that's kind of messed up because I think that happens a lot when you're enjoying movies or any type of entertainment and then they throw a ball, like a curveball at you and you're like, oh, that's kind of off-putting. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that happens all the time with my parents. Like, I'll never forget, I think they saw Knocked Up or something like that and they were they were technically appalled by the humor but my dad still laughed. Mm-hmm. But it's like all the cursing, you know, why the cursing? You know, that kind of uh, response to mm-hmm. that kind of entertainment. I'm like, well, what do you, you're going to, you're seeing a movie with Seth Rogen who's literally famous for smoking pot. Now, here's movies. the thing. Like that's, I've, been a pothead. I've been to different escape rooms, and never have I been at one where death's been involved. So this kind of threw me off a little bit. That, Well, again, I'm interested to see, and we're going to go see it. We're, this is what we're going to go do because, again, if it's like you push the red button, do millions of people die? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and Because that, that, that kind of scenario always happens when you're trying to do, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, what, I remember taking ethics in school, and that was part of the deal. Like, would you steal medicine to save your child or, you know, like what's worse, you know, your child dying or are you stealing? What's the ethical dilemma there? There's and, no dilemma. You steal the medicine. Well, and, well, well they're, they're still ethical because <laughs> we as a side believe stealing's bad. So it's like, when is it okay? Of course we believe so stealing's say, bad. And you know, all you got to do, escape room, here's my... How here, many hotels? Here's my towels. advice, escape room. Make the sheriff corrupt. There you go. Well, Everyone it, will be okay with it that. It could have been. We need to check it out because I don't really have the Have concept. him kill a dog. Yeah, right. And now everyone's going to hate yeah, him. The, Make him make him a John Wick. You're you're John Wick yeah. going after people that killed your dog. Spoilers. Well, I, well I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it, it takes one little snippet in the story to change your concept of what's happening. Now I'm interested to see if it literally comes down to if you solve this combination and you get out, you have to shoot this guy. But I don't know. I think I, I mean I'm interested in seeing what it really is. So I'm gonna where we need to go. Mm-hmm. I, I want to thank the aforementioned public official. And I don't want to give her name. I, you know, you, you have her gender. If you know who we're talking about, great. And it's not. I'm trying to be coy. It's it's not germane to the discussion. Yeah. Um, well, maybe she think- was doing it on her personal page, not in her official capacity. But I want to thank her for posting about it because it got that conversation going, and we want to find out because that I, that's something that is it normal to do those escape rooms with just two people? No, it wasn't two people. No, I'm saying like if we went. Because we've only well, we've there been, three of us. Well, yeah, well, we've only been once. And I'm thinking, is it? They try to get you in a group. Is it dip, more difficult to add more people or less people? You, you want as many people as possible, up to a certain number. Like six is a good okay. number. All right, six or eight. You don't want more than that because it becomes committee to death. But you know, two of us. You know, sometimes it can be. You look over here. I'll look over here, and I'm looking here. Or let's yeah. try these. So anyway, because when we did it, we worked together. Like we literally, we we looked at one thing, and we all of us kind of like, "What do you think? What do you think?" What do you yeah, think? I think between three and six people is the perfect amount, depending on okay. on, on the, the scenario. So you mean we'll just sign it Dupree. up for a point? You mean Dupuy? We'll we'll sign up when hopefully get a group of other people, and we'll uh, let's call him and, and say, "Listen, you know, we want to be there, maybe, like we did last yeah. time, uh, record some stuff." And uh, figure it out, but we got to do the Titanic one also. 
I don't think we survive. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, the boat doesn't. I want to get on well, my boat. No, that's that's another. I'll, I, no, I'll, that's the ethical I'll dilemma. At the very end, there's one door we can sit on, and so there's only one of us can can decide to be who's sitting on the door. That's, that's rock paper scissors, and then when you're not looking, I clock you between the eyes with my fist, and I run off to the boat. I will Bruce's may that all the way. No, I won't. I'm joking. Bruce's made the the head of the the the. White Star Lines that own the Titanic, who put a woman's shawl, shawl on him and hopped in a lifeboat and got away, is is in the oh, is that a real story. That's a real story. Now he committed suicide a few months later because he was Worth reviled. It. Yeah, he was reviled for what is it? Year, and because this was the, Bruce Isbay was wild. the guy that said that's why God himself could not sink the ship. And then he's on the ship; it starts sinking, and he effectively dresses as a woman and gets on a lifeboat. Bad karma for that guy. Yeah, that's uh, do yourself a favor. Don't say God Himself won't do this because someone somewhere is going to say, "Hold my beer," and and watch this. But now, see, that's we'll, the, we'll check it out. And that's again, some of these games may that Titanic game may end up with you know there's three of you and there's only aliens. one spot on the lifeboat. Who goes? I'm not going to kick a woman off. You know, I, I do believe in women and children first. Oh, every you know. I don't know. I, you always have to ask questions like, "Are you barren?" <laughs> and then they'll be like, "Uh, you're not. You're not going on. Sorry, we're talking about the continuation of life here, guys. <laughs> we're Tough to luck. You got a bad. Humans. You got a bad deck dealt to you. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> you're staying with me. Put that kid on my lap. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Oh, Any calls yet, or can we get? No, yeah, we, we got to remind people to call in nine three six two two eight nine three six eight if you have the time, or you can message us. On Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, if you have or you're in an office and you can't do it. And you can email us at Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. And you actually can text that number too. So if you, because some people can't call, I don't think a lot of people realize uh, there's only a special group of people who can actually have time to call into shows uh-huh. uh, because they're in the bathroom and they don't want to get caught. And you get that odd echo sound so, going on and then it goes mute from time to time yeah. with random intervals. Uh, are you in this? Are you in the escape room? Right. But, yeah, let's check that out this week. Are there so. any other comments going on? I see something popped up there. Anything? Yeah, people are talking. Awesome. But, you know, I'm talking to you. Yeah, and I'm so. talking right back to you. Yeah, let's call them and set something up and, and go to it. Okay. So what, what do you expect from the Western deal? Do you think it's blown out of proportion? I, see, I don't know. I can see the effrontery, especially if it's a kid's birthday party. Well, especially if it's a decision. If that's the decision. Because I don't really remember in the escape room where you had to make a decision that involved... No, I, I've done several escape rooms, and none of them have involved death at, so, at all. Well, I think it, the art room one did. I think it was like you're, the one guy died. That's why you're there. Like, that's what started the whole but, well, No, what I mean is domino that there may effect. be a heist. Like, you know, you can have the ancient Egypt one where, you know, Professor Johnson in the 1930s opened up the sarcophagus and, and Van died mysteriously. You gotta, there's that, you know, setting up the story. Okay, that's one thing. But okay. actually to have... It'd be a life or death decision or death on the line. I, I just, that's never been a situation. It's always been get off the boat before it sinks. Uh, stop the art heist before the helicopter takes off. Yeah. It's not Saw 3, for crying out loud. And I only watched the, 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 the I, I couldn't watch beyond the first Saw movie. Nobody There's saws a good off parody. There's a good parody on the internet someone created. There was a sketch, and basically it's like your roommate's jigsaw. <laughs> and so he keeps interrupting his roommate's life with decisions. Like, you know, if he wants your milk, you have to walk through a, either a thousand mousetraps or you have to like, drink this ex- like chance of the expired milk. I forgot what it was, but it was really funny. That's the ultimate example of that particular class of jackass, and I will say that word, 
a person who wants to, quote, keep it real, mm-hmm. you know, that every time someone says, oh, thank God for that. Well, God doesn't exist. You know, one of those people. I'm just keeping it real. I'm Omarosa was per, perfect I'm, I'm at that. I'm just keeping it I'm real. I'm just keeping it real. I, I, that is a particular subset of, of pre-amemic pond scum in my universe. I hate people that do that. They take it upon themselves that they're the truth police. You know, the, the kinds yeah. of little kids. Hey, you know, Santa doesn't really exist. What's well, one thing I always love about the Dalai Lama? Always kind of in it. Like, I don't think he's interjecting, but it's like, let's ask what the Dalai Lama thinks of this. And it's like, it's every, it's like the whole spectrum of questions. It's not just like a profession. Should I buy AT&T at 42? Well, that's what, I mean, I would not be surprised if like, if you just took a transcript of all the questions people ask the Dalai Lama, it's kind of like, man, it's wild. Well, maybe the Dalai Lama should have like a Dear Abby. He should have a YouTube channel. Uh, call, oh yeah. A little, he should have a YouTube ask channel. The Dalai- what Dalai Lama should be doing is the reaction videos because <laughs> people are into that. Sean. Oh, man. Like, I wouldn't want to watch you react. No, I don't want to watch But the react. Dalai Lama, I'd watch that. I'd watch Dalai Lama. Da- watch Dalai that. Lama reactions. Yeah. Hashtag Dalai Lama reactions. He watches a birthing video, <laughs> underwater birthing video. Watching the uh, creation of a cheeseburger. You, have you ever gone, like, on a deep dive on YouTube and, like, found really weird stuff? I've gone down the occasional so, rabbit hole. I try not to. It's more stream of consciousness that it's, like, I, I recently, an old TV show or something. I recently discovered there's a YouTube live streaming group of people who film themselves doing day-to-day tasks. And like, I'm not really sure why. Like buttering toast. Well, it's like, for example, a lady... I because my suspicion is it's sexual, but I don't know how. Like the the lady sets up a camera, and she vacuums the room, or she sets up a camera, man, and, that is and just, cleans dishes. To me, that's just narcissism to the max. And Unless then, it's performance art, but even then, if it's all about it's you, it's really narcissism. Really strange. And I don't know if it's like if there's a lot of people. It's kind of like it's kind of like that creepy uh, discovery of the kid the kid stuff. Uh, have you seen? Have you heard about that on YouTube? We talked about this a little bit. Remind uh, me. So what what families were doing is they'd film their kids doing simple things, like say they're playing Hungry Hungry Hippos, but they'd be playing it for thirty minutes. So it's just like a camera with just a kid, just sitting there playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. I'm like, man, that's really strange. Like you want to spend your time doing that. Well, it is, but if they have followers, I don't think anyone has the right to say, "Well, stop it." I just think it's really creepy to oh, put your kids on YouTube. I, I agree, but as long as no laws are being broken. But I, I see I can understand there's like a balance to it where say you and I, you're I'm your son or you're my you know, grandfather or uncle, we made a channel together. I can see that. But how do you review kids' toys without being creepy? Oh, I don't know. You got that one kid who's made like twelve million bucks, he and his dad review well, the saying. Like I can see that, but then when you have like a full thirty minute video of somebody playing dress up or something you're like all right what's going on on youtube man who's watching this stuff <laughs> so well i agree with listener bert who's on the air he does look like santa and uh uh actually bert if you ever need to uh get a santa costume i got a great seamstress uh, heather gabriel the singing seamstress oh, here we she go. specializes in bridal gowns and santa costumes and we're talking like hardcore these are not your costume shop you know put the uh the vinyl boot covers over your dress shoes. This is, this is like hardcore Santa stuff. Yeah, I can see that. We ought to, also ought to get Santa Nathan back in the studio. Nathan Arizadi. Yeah, there's a bunch of Santas I know. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of a business. It is. It is. 
I may, in another couple of years, when I just embrace my old age, I may just grow the beard out, stop dyeing it, let, let everything go silver, and uh, get myself get myself a little Santa costume. Don't scare me. Yeah, we may have some deliveries. I wonder mm-hmm. if we have some studio deliveries. Yeah, we probably do. Awesome. I, I'm going to go take care of that. You may go, you want to take a break or you want Yeah, wanna, let's take a quick break. Take a quick break. Phone lines are still open. Yeah. Zenbat went 936-228-9368. Are they still open? Because I'm going to go take care of this. Are you going to take care of this? I'll try. All right. Let's we'll be right happens. back. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for Tuesday or a three-for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Been alive for four and a half centuries. I am immortal. Here we are, born to be Hey, welcome back. It's 1026 on the hey. dot here, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We've had a good morning so far. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, though. we got a Almost. bunch of equipment and stuff, so I got to yeah. go through it before the weekly business hour goes live. Hats off to our FedEx delivery lady. That's uh, UPS. UP, well, sorry, UPS. I thought it was let's FedEx. Get it, let's get it right. Our UPS lady, she bought a whole bunch of stuff for us, so we appreciate that. We're loading yeah, up the okay. studio. Dick is just like a kid in Christmas morning right now. He's oh, yeah. Truling. So we're going to well, go off well, the we'll air. We'll be back on, uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday. You know we have a special guest, We right? do have a special guest on Wednesday. Yeah, we do you want to tell me about it? Yes, we do. We have John Coleman for the 
Stephen Stiller Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Yeah. They're doing a fundraiser uh, at a golf course. And I saw that, and I was like, you know what? Let's talk about it. That sounds great. Okay, well, we're going to go out. We've got to warn Carly that there's lots of boxes. So, uh, Carly, watch where you walk until we get the boxes out of your way. And we'll see you on Wednesday. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, we're live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting at 9 a.m. If you want to be a guest, we have our Friday slot open. So there's that. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday.